0: Well, the month is over of probably some of the biggest sporting events, but that doesn't mean sports and business sleeps. It's a trillion dollar sports business. And here to help us dissect on a regular basis is digital editor, Amy Tenry. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Good. Kind of better than I am sometimes talking. But we have I'm still trying to regain some sleep from that 18 inning. Amazing. uh, Game three of the World Series didn't impact the Red Sox. The Red Sox win going away, and so you have a perception on payroll as it relates to winning. Oh,
1: sure, yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, like they say, the days are long and the the years are short, but the games were long and the series was a little too short for my taste. Um, But speaking of payroll, you know, we... I was looking into this Wall Street Journal report, and it, it listed the fact that the Boston Red Sox uh, invested over $237 million in their payroll. And that sort of disrupts the the narrative of these um, these teams. They're a little bit more nimble, a little bit less bloated in their, their payroll coming up. This was clearly an example of uh, Goliath beating David uh, in terms of payroll, at the very least. Um, and I, I'm sort of curious to see what you make of that, whether that's going to start pushing the trend even more forward in terms of just just making something out of something instead of something out of nothing. Um, and if you see that shifting the needle at all in the league.
0: Goliaths flogging, David, consistently and often the duck parade on live and well Boston. Money can't always buy happiness, but it sure beats not having it. And so when you think about it, baseball is in quite an interesting position. The Habs continue to win, but they don't win sequentially. And so you've had no repeat World Series winners in many, many years, which makes it good for baseball, but the Red Sox seem to have the closest to a dynasty. But here's my take as well. It's important that baseball and football have something in common and the other sports as well, which is appealing to the consumers from the sponsorship and media perspective. When you look at media rights and sponsorship together, it's going to be 51 billion dollars in the U.S. by 2021 out of the 78 billion dollars total to be spent. And that's from careful targeting. You've got to be creative, you've got to understand it. You got to appeal to business, you got to appeal to consumers. Group 1001 has been in the business just for a year. They've made some really significant hay. They've got assets under management about 37 billion dollars as of the end of last year. They're reimagining the insurance industry. Their mission they say is to make insurance more useful, but they've just unveiled a consumer company called Relay. And Relay is one of those companies that is a, a debit card, uh, consumer-oriented company. But the bottom line is that they have an executive who has had 20 years of progressive and innovative experience in consumer insights, Alyssa Pemberton, finance, marketing. She's helping to design the entire digital side of Group 1001 and Relay, talking about females in sports, sponsorship, targeting, Consumers, here's Alyssa Pemberton. We're here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We've been here for a while. This is the Iowa Championship Golf Event, sponsored by Group 1001, Dan Towers. But he also put together a lasting legacy, Women Attack the foundation. We have the whole process here with a day-long seminar and a tribute to what Dan has done, which is put together an event that will allow for a foundation to be built to continue charity philanthropic women training, uh, urban development, a whole host of larger issues. But today we talk about digital media and the rollout of a particular company, Relay, Alyssa Pemberton, VB, VP and head of digital marketing for Relay. How are you?
2: I'm well. Thanks did for having me.
0: Did I screw up that introduction? Everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, close. Uh, this <laughs> close. But it worked. But it the worked. bottom line Love is it, it. worked. So, You brought 20 years of consumer insights and experience, Citibank Rosetta, tell us kind of the elevator speech of how you got here.
2: Absolutely, so um, really my career has been focused on a few things with a common theme, and that's really understanding um, how consumers think and helping to associate that with things that brands bring to the market. Um, And that actually uh, has been done primarily through consumer research, both quantitative and qualitative. So very, very math focused. Um, but applied to uh, marketing problems, right, so having had uh, a lot of experience in marketing and tech in different dimensions, um, I was fortunate enough to uh, speak to a former colleague who brought me into 1001 to help launch Relay.
0: And launching Relay is really kind kind of the key to a general business discussion about the new millennium and how you use digital and marketing generally to launch a brand. Mm-hmm. You really came in at the ground floor, you started the company, it's consumer marketing oriented, but you are at the forefront of launching this brand. Talk about how, how you're doing it generally and digital specifically.
2: Absolutely. So the first step was we identified who our consumer was. What are characteristics from a demographic, behavioral, psychological, emotional um, perspective? that makes this consumer tick, and that we think would help attach them to what we're bringing to market. Um, And so once we established who our archetype was, we really did design the product around that consumer. We speak to that consumer in her language. Um, And as we prepare to roll out uh, digitally, we're leveraging all of those insights from the research to very specifically use Data and technology to identify and um, build awareness amongst that consumer base.
0: Business show, business question. Years ago, people would think digital would default to old guys like me who don't know how to use a how to use an iPhone 10. Today, agencies primarily are focusing on that. I'm not sure if the the uh, 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 matrix has crossed yet, but today certainly digital is much more important than it was a few years ago and the sky's the limit.
2: Absolutely. I mean, our, our primary source of communicating with our consumers and finding them will be digital, right? We're doing other things such as our partnership with sports, um, with IndyCar. Uh, our relay car has been running with yeah. driver Zach And Very well done.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: but, but primarily and outside of that partnership, we are using digital media to find our consumers and Marketing has changed. I worked in the world where really the tools we have in digital didn't exist. Um, and now we can find consumers where they are and speak to them in a space and a time where we believe they're receptive.
0: Data collection, everybody is talking about that as the kind of new high issue world. Security issue, you look at venues, they want to collect information on tickets, concession, marketing, and everything else. And I'm sure it's in your corporate interest to maximize data collection through digital as much as you can. On the other hand, there are privacy and security issues. How do you reconcile all of that?
2: So every brand should care about a clean ecosystem. Um, if, we can't, if we can only reach consumers by somehow taking information from them that we don't deserve the right to have, it's not going to work long term. I think that's a very short-sighted way to look at the world. Of course that data is rich, of course we want data, but there has to be proper uh, controls in place so that consumers give permission and understand what's being tracked about them. Um, And also that platforms like Facebook and Google keep their inventory clean. There's a lot of fraud in the marketplace, and brands pay the price for that. So we all have a vested interest in protecting the consumer so that we can have a productive conversation with the consumer.
0: Let's talk sports, and you're not a sports person, but you're a marketing person, and you're a digital person, so you're more equipped to handle this than, than most people are many people now understand there's a young superstar rookie phenom Zach Veach and not too many people knew him but for this wild you know, yellow and orange Relay car which is kinda of cool <laughs> so explain the nature of how you would use a up and coming kid with a great message to help promote a new brand
2: absolutely um, the partnership with Zach came about because I think we have a lot of shared values Relay um, and some of the other 1001 brands are about Discipline and planning and making every dollar or every incremental piece of effort work and work harder for you And I think Zach is the type of person who always works harder to be better Um, And so from from a fundamental level, I think the match made sense with respect to digital and marketing um, we are uh, sort of promoting the things that Zach's doing and we are reaching out to Zach's fan base um, to let them know more about Relay and people who are interested in sports generally because we see an intersection there as well. And
0: the fun thing is that the demographics of a Zach Veach, he's a kid. Yeah. So, I mean, not 16, but (laughs) he looks like a kid. And so it's the early 20s millennials, but your job is to take that demographic and transpose it to Relay and expand it therefore, right? Mm -hmm.
2: I think um, Zach's fan base for sure will be young, uh, but also I think people who are fans of racing come at any age. And so our demographic for uh, Relay is a little bit older, but I think there are certainly fans within the base of indie, um, IndyCar, as well as Zach specifically, um, that are a good fit for Relay.
0: Philanthropy. Airbay does it. The philanthropic budget, we're told, in a trillion dollar sports business, is now twelve percent it was eight percent so everybody knows that they're either doing the right thing or they're supposed to do it Dan Towers you're blessed with an incredibly philanthropic individual from your perspective what's the role of giving back and philanthropy in brand building in sports?
2: I think it's very important um, not just to look good to the public but I think to invest in the spaces where we want people to understand that we want more than um, a transactional relationship And so as we show that we are here to empower people, part of empowering individuals is empowering their communities. And so a lot of the activity that happens, whether it be for Relay or for 1001 as a broader business, is aimed at, at that objective.
0: And obviously one of the key reasons you're here is the Iowa Championship but the Women in Tech Foundation. The Dan basically staked and co-founded that is a charitable beneficiary of this golf tournament. So the golf tournament is so much more because it's creating an institution that will allow women to be empowered and trained for years to come. Talk about that event.
2: Um, I think it's fantastic. Clearly there are gaps um, with respect to gender parity in technology and technology roles. And I think this summit brings a lot of awareness and energy behind this, particularly for the Indianapolis Indianapolis community. So. Um, this is just one of many of the things that the business is doing to show that we are investing in communities. And I think that um, it's clear, even it's in its second year, that there's great momentum behind this.
0: Alyssa's well, been in the forefront of digital marketing strategy with the Kepler Group and others. But now that Relay is on the street, she is very busy. What strikes you the most about what she had to say, I Amy? Mean, Amy?
1: Well, I thought it was interesting, a point she made about um, finding your consumer where they are, this idea of not trying to go hunting for them and and create a consumer out of thin air, but rather just staying local, staying within your wheelhouse. And it, it, it really, to me, tied in that IndyCar deal they made with Zach Feach. You know, they, they didn't try to outkick their coverage with a sponsorships deal. They, they stayed close to where they're based, where they're rooted, um, and in a tradition that's uh, cherished in Indianapolis Um, at the same time Zach Beach he's he's young he's 23 he's already making a major impact on the sport I mean he I think I read somewhere he began racing at like age 12 um so they're getting him on the rise and he also I think as she said uh really helps them in their goal to push more into the digital world uh like many other millennials uh he has obviously a huge. Digital footprint, social media, um, and that they're able to reach his fan base by following him online. Um, so it, it, I think they've really um, married those two principles of of sticking with what you know, sticking with what is part of your community and part of your tradition, but also trying to you know branch out into some some new territory.
0: And Dan Towers, who's the CEO of Group One Thousand One and, and and therefore Relay, uh, has been really interesting uh, oriented orientations to the marketing world. His digital emphasis reflects the fact to appeal to millennials, but also those who uh, see where the trend is going as well. It's no longer appropriate just to do traditional advertising on TV. you got to have an approach that deals with digital, and Alyssa is that. But also, uh, she's a a high-ranking female executive. She's been with Citibank. She's been with uh, uh, Kepler and others. And the whole idea of appealing to women who are fans, over forty percent in the major sports, and sponsors—not just female sponsorships, but females who are decision makers—not only in the relay side, consumer-oriented as well, but in the entire sports world—that's uh, a big issue as we move forward as to how to spend these massive dollars. What's your take?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's—I think you make a good point. Um, I, I think that there obviously representation is important it's important to have women um in the boardroom um but it's 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 not just about having them be uh figureheads and having them be in the room where the decisions get made um and and i think that that's she's a great example of that obviously she has an incredibly long career and um it sounds like she's really even just still getting started so um i i would like to see more more women like her making some inroads into sports sponsorship because i i don't I don't think it's just good for women. I think it's just I think it's just good business personally.
0: Well, yeah. And, and, and actually, you know, the, the more there is a targeted marketing approach for the big corporations and they realize that a significant number of, of fans are female and a significant more number of consumer purchasing decisions are made by females just a matter of time before the sponsorships become more heavily oriented where gender is not an issue in fact and that's what we're seeing as part of our entire business approach to all of this as we head into a very productive and prolific November we'll all be there thanks for joining us see you next time thanks for listening to this edition of keeping score our producer Alex Cohen associate producer Freddie Joyner assistance provided by Carlos Waddick Tanner Simpkins Jesse Leeds and Jamie Swimmer and the executive editor of Reuters Digital Dan Colarusso. I'm Riccardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.